Hello, welcome, welcome, welcome if you're new, welcome if you're not, welcome if this is the first time that my podcast has graced your ears or the 35th time my podcast has graced your ears. My name is Shannon and welcome to another episode of Try Not To Need Me. This feels kind of weird, I'm not going to lie. It's been a while and I feel like my last few episodes start with me saying it's been a while Um, and in all of them I preface and say... You know, I never made a promise as to how frequently I would upload, Um, but I'm here. Um, I recorded a podcast for work this morning and I just thought, you know what, it's time. It's time to bloody record an episode for my podcast Um, because it's time and I enjoy it and I like doing it and (sighs) yeah, so here we are. Um, Happy July. I don't know how I feel about that. Um, I'm not sure I've quite come to terms with the fact that it's July. Um, I think this year, uh, had you told the Shannon who recorded this spiel about social distancing, you know, what's now the seventh month? That was my four months ago that we would be where we are. Well, physically, which I will touch on in a moment. Um, and in terms of society, I would have been like, huh, nah, never got that bad. Well, it did. Uh, so here we are. Anyway, I don't want to talk about coronavirus too much. I will talk about it very briefly for my first question, but it's not really about that. Um, but life update, I moved out. I moved um, out of home. I moved into a beautiful apartment with my best friend um, and husband, if you want to call him that, um, which most of you know who he is. Um, We moved out at the start of May. um, In theory at the time, to be closer to work, um, which has worked out for him because he's still commuting to the city. But for me, I am still working from home, which I'll talk about soon. Um, But yeah, so moved out. Living, living out of home. It's not as bad as I thought it would be. I feel like I was doing my own washing and stuff at home anyway. So I really just have to cook my own meals, which is pretty easy when you're cooking for two people because you just make enough for four and you have lunch for the next day. So works out quite well. Um, I think our, our main problem is what to watch on TV every night because we have vastly different tastes in television. Um, but we're getting there. Anywho, moved out. Um, that's pretty much the only update. <laughs> My America trip that I was meant to go on in May got cancelled like everybody else's travel plans. Um, So I'm just, you know, living, working, existing as everybody else is. But I thought it would be nice to record another episode of the podcast. um, And I reached out on my Instagram and asked for a bunch of new questions and people pulled through. So I have some new questions um, to cover and, and chat about and hopefully help people who have asked for somewhat solicited advice to their problems um, or just think it's interesting for me to talk about. So without further ado um, and waffling anymore, let's get on into the questions. So question one is how do you feel about working from home? Um, So as I briefly touched on, I've been working from home now for 17 weeks today, um, which is almost like 20, there are 26 weeks in half a year 26 yeah 26 sorry I just had a small stroke um 
half a year is 26 weeks. So we're only what nine weeks away from that being the case. And I, I, I think that my workplace in particular um, will still be remote by then because um, we're sort of working out what working looks like um, for a more permanent you know, basis. So I will be working from the confines of my apartment for the foreseeable future. Um, I don't love it. Um, I appreciate the flexibility, you know, I can go to the gym at lunch that's in my complex and, you know, still get a good workout and come back and eat my lunch and, you know, pack all my dishes away. And like, that's still a whole hour. Like, I feel like I have a lot more time to do other things, but then there's not a lot of other things to actually do. Um, so yeah, it's, it's not my favorite. I really, I miss people. I miss interacting with people. Um, I miss just like the chat you have in an office and like, I don't know, routine. Yeah, I do. I do miss that. I don't miss commuting that much. Um, I don't, I mean, my commute's now like 16 minutes, whereas it used to be about an hour. So I, you know, that would be nice, but, um, I definitely don't miss my old commute, which is, you know, the last one that I knew. So it has its benefits. Um, but it's definitely forced me to spend a lot of time alone, which is not necessarily something I did a lot of pre-COVID, um, which I think is a good, you know, life skill to have, um, to have the ability to exist functionally alone, if that makes sense. Um, I think, you know, having the ability to be alone with my own thoughts and not drive myself into some sort of insanity um is a is a work in progress um but yeah we're getting there I feel like all I talk about is working from home so let's move on um next question says I've been offered a higher position in my work at another location I'm really happy to receive it but I can't stop doubting myself I know it's what I've wanted and deep down I know I'm ready for it but that constant inner voice keeps telling me I'm incapable what do I do? Um, I mean, congrats. That's amazing. Like, congrats. That's really cool. Um, self-doubt is really hard, is really hard to overcome. Um, and I know this on a bit of a personal level. Um, my a work, a place I worked at previously to where I work now um, was a really was sort of a less than desirable environment. Um, and it really took a toll on my self-confidence in my abilities. Um, you know, I was sort of being looked at under a microscope and, you know, had a lot of performance reviews and all that kind of stuff. Um, which sort of, which ended up, you know, enabling me to doubt myself all the time, all the fucking time. Like it drove such an anxiety in me about everything I was doing at work. Um, whether that be my actual, you know, tasks that I had to be doing or literally what I said as like a joke to a colleague, um, or over lunch, you know, it it became very all encompassing anxiety of constantly feeling like I was going to do or say the wrong thing that was going to like be the end of this great place that I was now working in um and so your your inner saboteur if you want to take a drag race spin on things um you know really can be a scary person to deal with the person the 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 voice in your head that tells you you're not good enough um and that tells you you 
like you're incapable and that you you know who do you think you are like it's almost like your own inner imposter syndrome um and if you don't know what imposter syndrome is it's essentially you know you're in a place that you belong because you've worked hard to get there um but whether that be because of your age or your experience level or feeling like less than you feel like you don't belong there um you know, I do feel that sometimes um, in my line of work, talking to clients that I think who's going to listen to, you know, a 24 year old with only a couple of years experience when they've been working in, you know, their job for 10, 15, 20, 25, 30 years. Like, why are they going to believe me and what I say? Um, and you get very wrapped up in that. And so I think what you really need to like reason with yourself is that you're manager or your you know your management wouldn't have offered you this position if they didn't think you were genuinely capable of it like people don't offer people jobs thinking oh I've got no one else so I'll just give it to Shannon like (laughs) maybe she can do it I don't know we'll see like management don't think that way so if you've been offered this position like you have to give that a go and you have to give it your all and you have to walk into it knowing I was offered this position for a reason I know I'm going to make mistakes because new positions and you've said in new locations, like it's going to be a new team. Um, Potentially it's going to be people that you're not used to working with. It might be an environment you're not used to. Um, You might feel like you don't know what you're doing, but like you do. And I think you'll fall into that very quickly. Um, So just, yeah, absolutely throw yourself into it. And those thoughts will will essentially cease and just never feel like you don't belong to be there when you've clearly earned it so that's I don't know that that's particularly helpful but I hope that helps in some way um next question is how do you move on from a traumatic childhood in your 20s male 20 um I yeah, this is a question that I, I always go back to, you know, when I re- when I when I was quite early talking about imposter syndrome, quite early on into me starting my podcast, someone wrote in and said, like, you're not a professional. Who are you to be giving this kind of advice? Um, and so questions like that just hit that nerve because I don't want to pretend I'm a professional or I know what I'm talking about. Um, if you are struggling with trauma or any sort of traumatic relapse, I would really strongly recommend that you do reach out for help, whether that is um, an in-person counsellor or better help. Um, I know as a big online counselling system, um, there are a lot of resources that can get you free online counselling lifeline. I will put all of these in the description box. Um, and I guess this is just kind of a trigger warning for anybody who suffered through um, trauma or trauma in their childhood. But What I will say is if it's sort of a mild trauma, um, I don't know that there's such a thing, but you know what I mean. If it's kind of, you know, I didn't have a traumatic childhood, but there are definitely things that happened when I was younger um, and, you know, things I went through more as an early teen um, between, you know, my parents' divorce and everything. That has like left me with some baggage, but I think the older you get, the more, well, the older I get, the more I realize everybody has baggage. 
Um, And I think that's something I didn't necessarily give any thought to until I started dating. (laughs) That the more you start talking to people, the more you realize that like everyone has baggage. Some people's baggage is a carry-on item. Some people's baggage needs to be stowed in the overhead locker. Some people's baggage needs to be checked. Some people's baggage um, needs to be shipped by a courier. Everybody has a level of baggage um, that they carry around with them every day. And some people's is heavier than others. And I think we all deal with it in different ways. Um, But I guess I'd I don't know how to tell you to move on because I think moving on and coping with trauma um, and things from your past um, requires coping mechanisms and, you know, a healthy outlet. Um, I think you can find healthy outlets and coping mechanisms without talking to someone professionally, but I would definitely recommend it. That's my um, safety precaution talking. Um If there are things that trigger you, I would attempt to remove them from your life. Um, If there are people or moments or situations that do trigger you, um, I would attempt to negate them in your everyday life. If you know that there are ways that you are trying to cope that aren't healthy, drinking, drugs, gambling, um, sex, um, food, um, things like that. If you are trying to escape something with substance or an addiction, um, I would definitely seek help. But if you can find healthy coping mechanisms and outlets, so talking to friends and family that you trust, um, exercising, journaling, um, write things down, make a podcast that you're never going to put anywhere record like I find so much solace in literally just externalizing thoughts into a microphone granted mine gets uploaded to the internet but if you feel comfortable literally just sit down I there was a day in lockdown where I was I was all over the place my emotions were a wreck and I was really down and I was really in a bit of a like anxiety spiral about being at home on my own and you know when was I gonna be able to see my friends and my colleagues and like I was really I was not in a good day it was not a good day um and I literally turned on my front camera and I didn't press record I just spoke to myself as if I was gonna post it on like Instagram or something which I knew I was never gonna do but it really helped it was like FaceTiming a friend but not whether or not that's because, you know, you didn't want to bother someone or none of your friends picked up or whatever. Um, I think it's just really important to externalize a lot of your thoughts and your anxieties um, and how you're feeling and your emotions so that you don't push them down and compartmentalize them and ignore them until they burst open um, in a in a fit of fury and rage or um, depression. So I don't know that I'm being any help. Um, I don't know that I have the answers of how to move on from a traumatic childhood. I will say that there are definitely people you can talk to. Um, and there are definitely ways that you can grow. Um, I think if you sort of sit with it and go, okay, well, this is what happened. This is how it made me feel. This is how I still feel about it. 
What things can you do to embrace your self-growth, to walk away from that, um, a, a better person, to learn from it, to know this happened, but that doesn't define who I am and, you know, what I've been able to overcome and accomplish in the last X amount of years is really admirable and I should be proud of myself and, you know, my past doesn't define me and my trauma is not who I am, but... I can work through it in healthy ways. I think that's kind of the mantra you should have. Um, I don't know if that was any help. I'm sorry. But, I mean, if you want to talk, I'm here. Um, If you don't want to talk, there are definitely places you can go. So, yeah, that's um, that's all I have to say on that. Um, And then the last question I have is, how do you learn to make friends and not push them away? Well, um, I have this theory uh, about myself because um, I, out of high school, lost a handful of friends in probably a 12-month period of time. Um, Oh, I might have been longer than that. Anyway, I lost quite a number of friends just sort of like progressively um, over a period of time after high school. And there was kind of a theme to those friendship losses um and it pretty much had to do with their priorities as people um and essentially me not feeling like effort was being reciprocated along with like being quite selective of my own time if I felt like I wasn't a priority in their life if that makes sense I think I've talked about this before but it's really important to realize that you should be getting out of people what you're putting in Um, friendships are scales they are balancing acts you have to provide the service of a friendship that you feel entitled to in order to get back what it is that you feel you're entitled to if that makes sense so if you're you know a person who's going to message people first and like tag them in memes and ask them how they are and make effort to catch up and you are like very much a giving friend and you want that person in your life you can expect that that's being reciprocated to you granted some people are different and that just might like your dynamic might work differently um but if you're not putting in effort and then you get upset that they don't put in effort with you you can't be too mad about it because you're not actually putting in what you want to get out you're you're expecting more than what you're giving um you got more than you gave and I wanted what I got I at the moment am a constant spiral of Hamilton lyrics um if you haven't watched Hamilton on Disney plus please do I've been a Hamilton fan since it came out in 2015 not that I saw it in 2015 um but I listened to the soundtrack familiarized myself with it I'm (laughs) I'm literally wearing Hamilton socks I don't think you can see but I'm wearing Hamilton socks (laughs) for those of you listening to this I am filming this so I just attempted to show the camera my Hamilton socks but anyway regardless what was I saying oh making friends making friends is one thing learning to make friends is another um I don't necessarily know that there's a formula on making friends I think there are things you can do to approach making friends in ways that will probably work effectively um I think 
it depends on the situation in terms of making friends. All of my friends are either from high school where friendships are formed very naturally because you spend so much time with people at uni where again friendships form quite naturally because you spend so much time with them like the people that I'm friends with I did group assignments with so I got to know them more than just like being in a class with them um so you know you do spend a lot of time with people and if you then mesh with them you make an effort to like catch up with them following uni and build a relationship with them or you tee up you know if you could do another unit again together next semester and then you go into that existing as friends um you know one of my good friends and I that's how we met you know we did a unit together um and then when we realized we actually got along we like picked all of our units for the semester after to be together so that we had a friend and like we formed a really close friendship and we're still friends now you know four four or five years later um in terms of not pushing friends away you have to put in effort to keep friendships you have to be honest with people to keep good friendships. Um, I'm an honest person. <laughs> I'm a no bullshit kind of person. If you piss me off, if you do something I don't like, I will probably tell you about it or you'll know, like you'll be talking to me and you'll sense that I'm disengaged in a conversation and you'll be like, oh shit, what's wrong? And then I'll be like, well, here's the thesis. Um, at the same time, I can be very abrasive. So sometimes people do get rubbed the wrong way um, if they're not into conflict or they don't appreciate conflict being ensued. Um, and I'm one to just like get things out of the way and move on. I don't like marinating on things. I don't like leaving things unsaid. I don't like waiting to sort something out. I like things to be sorted in a moment um, or, you know, the most appropriate moment following a conflict in order to like get the best result kind of thing, if that makes sense. Um, like if I have a fight with you and you're like, I'm going to bed, I'll be like, no, 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 <laughs> you're not going to bed. We're going to like sort this out now, unless things are getting way too heated, in which case it is appropriate to say, let's talk about this tomorrow. Because usually you'll wake up with a change of heart and go, wow, I could have said some really nasty things last night. I'm glad I didn't. Let's move on. Um, in general, like I, I can't stress this enough. You have to appreciate people's time and give them t- like time is the most valuable resource as an adult. I think time is more valuable than money when you're an adult. Your time is so valuable. The people that you choose to give it to should be so lucky you know if you're out here working a nine till five thirty you're commuting I know that COVID is obviously a different situation but let's ignore that um if you're working a full-time job you're commuting say you've got a partner say you are really close to your family um say you've got a side gig like all of these things take up so much of your time say you go to the gym um maybe you're you know quite a stickler on getting eight hours of sleep so there really are only so many hours in a day that you can give people if you choose to give people your time you should expect their time back from you and I hate when you don't see someone for ages and you both sit on your phone like I am really guilty of always being on my phone um sometimes it's a good thing I reply to people really really quickly sometimes it's a shit thing and people have to be like cool I love when I hang out with my friends and they're on their phone and I'm 
like I'm okay being called out about that. Like be like, we don't see each other very often. Why are you on your phone? And I think I've gotten better with this with age because I appreciate that people's time is valuable. And if you make the time to catch up with someone over dinner, everybody else who's messaging you can wait until, you know, that person goes to the bathroom and you've got a quick second to like check your messages and see if like anything urgent's going on. Or once you get back into your car, like you can reply to that before you drive home. Like there are like... (laughs) You've given someone your time, appreciate that. They'll appreciate your time back. Um, If you're pushing people away, what's the word? Subconsciously, there's clearly something else going on. You've either got issues with people leaving. um, If you've got a bit of a complex about, you know, being, I, this, yeah. When I, wow. When I lost all of those friends in quick succession, I built up such a complex about not being, about being second best, which is something that I feel like I've carried with myself through a lot of my life. Um, and people that I tell, they're like, what do you, like, what do you mean? Like, that doesn't, like, what? And I'm like, I, do, I can't, I can't explain it. I won't explain it on a podcast because um, this is not my therapy session. But um, because I'm so aware of it, I make people aware of it. Like if they, you know, make a plan with me and then flake for their partner, I'll be like, oh, that's a bit shit. Like, you know, if if they see them four to five times a week and they see me once every six weeks and they flake for like plans that could wait or could be changed, like that'll definitely shit me. And I think most people would get pissed off about that. Um, But... I don't think there's any harm in making known like the investment you make into people and your friendships. Like I think it's so fine for you to, you know, expect a certain thing, a certain level of friendship and respect and time from people if, you know, you want them to be valuable friends. I think that's just the bottom line. So Learning to make friends is hard, but I think if you are yourself and you put yourself out there, it's like dating. It's like getting a job. Like you have to put yourself out there. You have to be confident and you have to be yourself. Um, And people naturally, you know, be attracted to people who know who they are. Um, And I think that's, you know, one of the most respected qualities of people is, is people that are really secure in who they are. Um, and know who they are and know their, their beliefs. And, you know, that is what it is. Um, so yeah, that's pretty much it. That's me and my soapbox. Um, thank you so much for listening. If you've made it this far, I know these episodes end up being very, very long and I do apologize for that, but also like, I'm not that sorry because you chose to listen to it. Um, should you have any questions, please do send them in. It's completely 100% anonymous. Um, all the, like I read through them and I think maybe it could be this person, but like, I really have no idea. Um, there is no way for me to track who is sending me questions. So if you do have any questions that you'd like advice on, please do send them in the link in the down bar slash description box slash, uh, episode description on whatever platform you're listening or watching to this, what listening to or watching this, um, I appreciate your time in being here and and listening or watching and I hope that you have a wondrous rest of July and probably August because knowing me you won't get another episode for a while but I really enjoy this and 
I'm spending a lot of time at home. Um, I think it was just a matter of ripping the bandaid off and getting this next episode out, um, you know, with everything that's been going on. So hopefully I will record another one soon, but please do send me more questions. And the more questions I get, the more episodes I'll record naturally, because I'll want to be giving you all some sort of advice. So please be safe and take care. And um, if you can't love yourself, how in the hell are you going to love somebody else? Can I get an amen up here? Um, that's all. Have a lovely morning, evening, afternoon from wherever you are listening. And I will talk to you in the next episode. Bye.